Hi there, I'm Lane and this is Property Explained. These are my words and now I'm going to read them to you. New builds versus existing properties, which is better? The question, should I invest in new builds or existing properties, has traditionally been a controversial talking point in property investor circles, with each camp sticking to and fiercely defending their chosen strategy. But the newly introduced interest deductibility tax laws have changed the game quite considerably, and many investors are now reconsidering their options. Why is this? Well, because new builds are exempt from these new tax changes, this provides them with a significant tax benefit to investors purchasing new builds. But that doesn't mean that existing properties are dead in the water either. They are still the right fit for some investors. So, which one's right for you? In this article, you'll learn the pros and cons of new builds versus existing properties. That way, you can make an informed decision about what property is right for you. Quick note before we get started. The new interest deductibility tax law I've just mentioned is a complicated beast, and I've written and rewritten the article on it many, many times. You can find it on the Opus website if you want to know more. But for now, just know that it generally means an extra cost for existing properties, and new build properties avoid this. Alright, let's get into it. So what are the pros of buying a new build investment property? Pro number one. Some new builds have better cash flow. The government's interest deductibility tax laws have shaken the economics of property investment. Why is this? Because investors who purchase existing properties will soon have to pay considerably higher tax bills. This is because the new tax changes taxes investors like they don't have a mortgage. Except for the fact that they do have a mortgage and they still have to pay it. This makes investment properties appear much more profitable than they really are, which results in much higher tax bills. For example, an investor with a $500,000 mortgage will pay approximately six grand extra in tax a year by the time the changes are fully implemented. On the other hand, new build properties are exempt from these interest deductibility tax changes. So, if your property received, or will receive, a code compliance certificate on or after March 27th, 2020, you won't come under these new rules. This includes new builds bought off the plans from a developer. This significantly impacts the cash flow. Here's an example to show you what I mean. Modelling the impact of the changes using our return on investment calculator, a 600,000 new build property bought with 100% lending will be 68,938 New Zealand dollars better off than a comparable existing property over 15 years. So a new build can have better cash flow over an existing property. However, that doesn't mean that all new builds have better cash flow. For example, if you're an active investor, you may follow the cash flow hacking strategy, which is where you find ways to ratchet up the rent through renovations. That can sometimes mean you've increased the rent to offset the sudden hike in tax bills. In this case, an existing property can have a better cash flow. If you would like to take a more in-depth look at comparative cash flows between new and existing properties, check out our article online. The link is added in the article I'm reading out now. But you do need to know that not everyone is in a position to be a renovations-based investor. It can be time-consuming and expensive compared to the hands-off, set-and-forget approach to new builds, which is what we champion here at Opus Partners. Key message? New builds tend to have a higher cash flow if your alternative is to buy an existing property and just rent it out. However, if you decide to substantially renovate an existing property, it will likely have a better cash flow than a new build. Pro number two. New builds are less at risk of interest rate rises. A simple way to think about the interest deductibility tax change is to multiply your interest rate by 1.5. 
So if your interest rate is 5%, then your effective interest rate is 7.5% for an existing property. However, the effective interest rate for a new build would remain at 5%. What does this mean? In practice, it means new builds effectively have cheaper interest rates than existing rental properties. This is important when you're managing your interest rate risk. Interest rates are expected to rise. Here at Opus, we forecast the one-year fixed mortgage interest rate will go as far as 5.75% before levelling out to a long-term average of 4.5%. A link to our interest rate forecasts is in the article too. As this happened, the difference in profitability between new builds and existing properties will grow. So the key takeaway on this point is investors putting their money into new builds are better protected from interest rate rises. Pro number three, new builds require lower deposits. Investors need a smaller deposit to purchase new builds compared to existing homes. Great stuff. Under the Reserve Bank's LDR rules, investors wanting an existing property require a 40% deposit, where most banks will approve an investor's mortgage application for a new build with just 20%. This means if an investor wants to buy a $700,000 property, they will only need $140,000 for the deposit, if it is new. However, if it is an existing property, they will require $280,000 deposit to purchase the same property. On top of that, you also then need to fund your renovation costs. So let's say you've got a $600,000 property requiring a $240,000 40% deposit. You might then need to spend an extra, say, thirty grand renovating the property. Now, the bank isn't going to lend you the money against your investment property. So you either need to have the $30,000 in cash or you'll need to borrow it against another property. Key takeaway, investors who have a limited amount of equity can make their money go further when investing in new builds. Pro number four, lower long-term capital maintenance. One of the biggest unbudgeted costs that investors face with existing properties is long-term capital maintenance. This is when things like the roof needs fixing, or the electrical work needs to be redone, or a hot water cylinder needs replacing. This was me to my landlord last month. The shower's cold. Depending on the job, these could cost $10,000 to $30,000. And this can be crippling for investors who don't have the money to fund that expense. Because everything within a recently built property is brand new, investors avoid these one-off and unexpected costs. That, comparatively speaking, decreases investors' risk and medium-term maintenance costs. So key takeaway, new builds don't have as much long-term maintenance as existing properties. Number five, passive hands-off investment. This is the last one. Not all property investors are handy on the tools or have the experience, knowledge, or inclination to renovate properties themselves. Newer properties tend to work for these type of investors. That's because they can secure a high-quality property with solid bones without the need to rip down, replace, or repaint jib, or re-carpet a room themselves. This is also beneficial for investors who have full-time jobs or families that take up a significant amount of time. In this case, these types of people can still become property investors without having to sacrifice their current work, social, or family lives. Key takeaway, new builds are a passive, hands-off investment. So, what are the pros to buying an existing property? Before you go charging in to buy an off-the-plan build, you need to know that they have their drawbacks too. For some investors, existing properties are a much better fit. Here are the pros of investing in an existing property. Pro number one, you're able to add value. The main benefit of purchasing an existing property is that you can renovate it, which greatly increases both the value of the property and the rent you can charge. Cool beans. On the other hand, with a new build, you're buying a completed product, right? Which means there's no room to renovate a new build. So you have really nothing to do with building your wealth at all. Instead, you're just kind of leaving the property market to just do its thing and your property naturally increases in value over time. 
So if you're a super keen, renovations-focused investor, new builds will not be the right fit for you and existing properties are the better way to go. Pro number two, able to recycle equity more quickly. A common way investors keep growing their portfolio is through a renovation strategy. They buy a house, they renovate it to increase its value. Once the value has increased, the bank is willing to lend you more money against that property. So in some circumstances, your renovated property will fund the deposit for your next purchase, and so on and so on and so on and so on. So you can still do this with a new build, but it happens much more slowly. That's because the property increases in value through capital gains rather than renovations. That might be an acceptable trade-off because you want to take a passive strategy and new bills require a lower deposit anyway, but at least you need to be aware of this trade-off. Pro number three, no body corporate. Often new builds are townhouses and apartments which comes in packages of six or more properties. When this happens, you will often have to be a member of and pay for body corporate or a residence association. Usually they're non-negotiable and you just can't say no thanks. While some investors see a body corporate as a benefit, after all, they do take care of some of the building's maintenance. Some investors don't like them. That could be because of the additional cost associated with them. And maybe there are some property owners who got burned by their body corporate during Auckland's leaky home crisis. Either way, if you buy an existing property, you'll likely purchase a standalone house or a single unit, which unlikely is going to have a body corporate or a resident association attached. Number four, already built. Without stating the obvious too much, when you buy an existing property, it's already built. Compare that to an off-the-plans new build. You have to wait for the property to be built. This means you are waiting anywhere from 6 to 24 months for your property to actually settle. Now while some investors can make a longer settlement work to their advantage, it can mean taking on an additional risk. Why is this? Reason number one, because you're buying a building that isn't yet standing in front of you. There are lots of scary news articles out there of potential home buyers having contracts cancelled on them because the developer falls through. In most cases, buyers do get their deposit back, but they can miss out on potential capital gains. Reason number two, because you're buying a property that isn't built, there is a risk that once completed, it's not what you thought it was going to be. And this is typically only the case if you're working with a less reputable developer. Reason number three, sometimes you'll commit to purchasing a property that you don't have the bank finance locked in for, and even armed with a year-long pre-approval from the bank, an investor will sometimes need to reapply for finance when it comes to settling. I've written a really good article titled The Three Steps to Handle Long Settlements for New Builds that speaks specifically on this matter. Final pro, number five, more land. This last point is an important one. This is because new builds, of which a large majority are townhouses, are more likely to come with less land than an existing property. To the traditional train of thought, more land equals faster capital growth. But is this still really the case? Opus Partners data crunching found no statistically significant figures to support the idea that more land, amassed within a specific title, equated to an overall faster value increase. So is there value in land? Yeah, of course there is. But this preconception is a little bit out of date. If you're a nerd, like us, and you would like to see just how we crunch the data, check out the analysis on our article called Do Properties with More Land Go Up in Value Faster? Okay, now that the pros are out of the way, let's have a look at property prices. Are new builds more expensive than existing properties? One comment sometimes raised in property investment circles is that new properties are more expensive than existing ones. But this isn't necessarily the case, and there really is a bit more to it. Well, for starters, new builds have newer stuff. From an accounting point of view, it might seem like new builds should be more expensive, but this doesn't always work in practice. What I mean by that is, as a property gets older, the chattels within that property gradually diminish over time. 
Ovens and dishwashers wear out, lights become dated and used, and carpets deteriorate. So if you were to put a new and existing property side by side, the same in all other aspects, the new house would usually be more expensive than the existing one. However, it is essential to note that the price difference is often mitigated by the fact that new properties are usually bought off the plans. So you might question, what difference does that make? Yeah, fair point. The thing is, usually home buyers, particularly owner occupiers who make up most of the property market, place a premium on something that is already built rather than a home that is sold off the plans. This means that developers need to competitively price their properties to entice buyers. This often cancels out the impact that we've just discussed, but only when the properties are bought off the plans. So if you've got a new build that's already built, we would expect that to be at a higher price than the identical existing property. The next point is, developers have a powerful incentive to keep the prices they put on new homes in line with the rest of the market. Now this is important, and it's not just because consumers will balk at high development prices, but because home buyers require evaluation before they can get a mortgage approved. When buying a home off the plans, an investor needs to get their mortgage application approved before going unconditional. But since the property doesn't exist yet, the bank will require a purchaser to get a registered valuation. A value will then be placed on the property and the bank will not lend more than its valuation. For instance, let's say a first-home buyer wants to purchase a property and the developer has priced it at $750,000. The first-home buyer has a deposit worth $150,000 and wants to secure a mortgage for the remaining $600K. But what happens if the developer has overvalued the property compared to the market? Let's say a valuer goes in to inspect the plans and the registered valuation comes back at $700,000. The bank will only then lend up to $560,000 on the property, which is 80% of $700,000, which means that combined with the $150,000 deposit, the home buyer has a total of $710,000, which is $40,000 short of the $750,000 purchase price. Yeah. So in this case, two things can happen. Either the first home buyer negotiates with the developer to drop the price in line with the valuation, or the first home buyer walks away because they are scared off by the lower valuation. Either way, this is why developers have an incentive to keep the prices of new properties in line with the cost of comparable existing properties. Next point, will new builds increase in value faster than existing? So since new builds now have a tax benefit compared to the equivalent in an existing property, some investors ask whether the new build will increase in value at a faster rate. Here at Opus, we use a flat 5% capital growth rate when an investor buys a new build outside of Auckland. It's 6% for inside Auckland. But existing properties, we take off 1% per year in our modelling. But remember, even the best informed economists can only predict the future of house price values. The future is always uncertain. It hasn't happened yet. In terms of the tax changes, the new build exemption is only valid for 20 years. So your new build will lose its ability to avoid the tax deductibility changes after a set period of time. So, which is right for me, a new build or an existing property? As attractive as a tax-friendly, low-deposit investment may be, whether you should start looking at new builds or existing properties comes down to your investment strategy. Broadly speaking, newer properties work really well for long-term buy-and-hold investors, and that's because they have all the things that we've just talked about. Low deposits, they're straightforward to hold over the long term. However, Active investors who rely on heavily renovating properties to increase their rental value or who engage in flips can't run their strategies effectively on new builds. So instead, they should focus on existing properties. 
Regardless, the recent changes will have some investors finding their previous strategy is unprofitable, specifically buy and hold investors with existing properties. These investors may find that new builds are better suited to their portfolios from now on.